But today we got some things to do. And so uh, Cynthia is going to join me today in part two of Squad Goals as we talk about squad goals for our marriage. Come on, how many married people out there today? How many people out there are not married? Let me hear you. <laughs> Why is there more excitement for the people who are not married? Good thing we're doing this message today. All right, let's recap before we jump in. We're going to have some fun today. Uh, Cynthia asked me if we wanted a stool. Well, I said, hey, you want to sit in stool? She's like, what for? You're going to get up anyway. So, so anyway, right. she's like, you're going to leave me right there sitting at the little table and you walk all over the place. So We know you can't sit. Yeah. All right, so let's recap and then we're going to jump into uh, stuff for today. So last week we kicked off squad goals and uh, we talked about whose squad are you on. And we said that there is no squad more important to be a part of than Team Jesus. Amen? Amen. So while we're trying to figure out all the things we need to do with our squad, we better make sure that we're on Team Jesus, that yes. we're a part of his squad, and that Jesus had some squad goals for us. And uh, just to recap real quick, he chooses us. Yes. Not just one time, but he chooses us over and over and over. Somebody say, thank God. Yes. I mean, he chooses us. That's you. But then he saves us. And so he saves you from your sin. So like when you say, God, forgive me of my sins, save me. He saves you from your sins of your past, but he is saving you every day. Yes. Because we all need the mercy and grace of God every yes. day of this life. Yes. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him especially you. Yes. Don't do that. You see, now you got to, anyway, I'll get you in some trouble today. And then we also said that Jesus makes us. He makes me. Now, that doesn't mean he makes me go do things. There are things that are standards and requirements, but that means he is helping you to be who you were created to be, who he has created you to be. These are his goals for you, to choose you, to save you, to make you, okay? And so what we want to do today, though, is start getting into some really practical areas of our life. So today we're going to talk about marriage. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about squad goals for your kids. And I promise you, you want to be here for this. You want to invite your friends, your neighbors, all the kinds of people, anybody you know that has a kid, wants a kid, plans on being a mom one day, all that dad one day, all that stuff, bring them because we got some good stuff we're going to go over. But today we want to do some marriage stuff. We want to talk a little bit about squad goals for your marriage, and we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, and we got two scriptures today. I get one, and Cynthia gets one. Actually, I get about 18, and she gets about one. Correct. She's like, don't make me read all that. I was like, okay. So here we go. Ephesians 5, verse 22. You look good today. I told you I like the green, and somebody asked me if we were going to match. I told them that would be trying too hard, Right. so I said, but we will coordinate. Okay. Does this work? It works. Okay. Just making sure, man. We'll get home and she'll be like, why you wear that? Anyway, Ephesians 5, 22. This is going to be fun. Can you tell? <laughs> and out of your reverence for Christ, be supportive of each other in love. For wives, this means being supportive to your husbands like you are tenderly devoted to our Lord. For the husband provides leadership for the wife just as Christ provides leadership for his church as the savior and reviver of the body. Okay, now listen, when you read verses like this, this is important because where it says, and wives, this is not the verse that the husband pulls out and says, hey, honey, I got a verse for you. Don't do that. That's the quickest way to the doghouse. And the same thing the other way. Like if it says, and husbands, ladies, you don't say, hey, husband, I got a verse for you. Don't do that. 
Okay, that's like trouble. And people do that all the time. I don't understand. Let's not do that, okay? Tell your, your spouse, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> you can't even do it. They're like, I'm doing it. All right, let's get back to this. Verse 24, in the same way the church is devoted to Christ, let the wives be devoted to their husbands in everything. And to the husbands, you are to demonstrate for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, his bride. For he died for us, sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God. All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him, glorious and radiant, beautiful and holy, without fault or flaw. Husbands have the obligation of loving and caring for their wives the same way they love and care for their own bodies. For to love your wife is to love your own self. That is huge. To love your wife is to love your own self. Okay? No one abuses his own body but pampers it, serving and satisfying its needs. That's exactly what Christ does for his church. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. For this reason, a man is to leave his father and mother and lovingly hold to his wife. Since the two have become joined as one flesh, marriage is the beautiful design of the Almighty. I want to say that. Marriage is the beautiful design of the Almighty. It is a beautiful design of the Almighty, a great and sacred mystery meant to be a vivid example of Christ and his church. So every married man should be gracious to his wife just as he is gracious to himself. And every wife should be tenderly devoted to her husband. That's some good verses right there. Amen. That's good. Uh, you got a verse. Yes. I want to read Proverbs um, 18.22. It says, find a good spouse you find a good life, and even more, the favor of God. I like that. I like that, too. I feel important now that you read that. Okay. She's looking at me. You talk now. Okay. So let's pray. We're going to pray, and then we're going to jump in. Y'all ready for this? All right, Lord, thank you for this day, for this opportunity to come together and just talk for a few moments about marriage, this incredible union that you have created. And, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to have your view of marriage and not just a cultural view and not just a view that has come from what has hurt us and things that we have walked through, but Father, the pure, innocent picture of marriage. And I pray, God, today that, that you will help Cynthia and I really, really have your heart as we share this. And I pray, God, this will be life-giving to every person here, to every person that is married, that has never been married, but hopes to for every person that has walked through a broken marriage. I pray, God, you would use us to be a voice to them today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. Okay, before amen. we start, I want you to tell them that little thing you told me was your favorite thing about me in my ear. You don't want to tell them? That's for you. That's not for all these people. Okay. I just thought that would be, I thought that would be a good way to start, but evidently. I bet you do want them to know all that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Squad goals for your marriage. Let's jump into this today. No. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right, I'm not going to play around anymore. Okay, I'm going to be good. serious. Right. Are you going to be serious? Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's talk about this. Marriage was created by God. Okay, like this is important to know because I, I find that slowly we're removing God from the picture of marriage. 
and we're turning it into what we think it ought to be. But marriage was created by God, and it is the most intimate relationship that you will ever be a part of, okay? And marriage was meant to be a man and a woman for life, okay? And so marriage is this beautiful picture of Jesus and his bride, which, by the way, the bride of Christ is his church, okay? And so whenever we begin to understand that God has created it, what it does is it helps us to have a standard, amen? Because if there is no standard, things begin to fall apart. And can I say, that's a lot of reasons why we look at marriage the way we do. Because as we remove God, we remove the standard of excellence from it. And now everything becomes to our own taste and to our own opinion. Okay, And so we have to understand that God created marriage and he created it to be good. Amen. Amen. And he created it to be really good. Amen. I think God also created marriage for pleasure, for us to have fun. You know, it's a lot of times people will say these things like, you know, the ball and chain and all these all these names that they give marriage. But I believe that God has created marriage for pleasure, for us to have fun. I think that God has created marriage for procreation, for us to have families. I mean, there's nothing better to have and belong to than a family. Um, I believe that God has created marriage for purpose. Um, I believe that we as a couple have purpose, and you as a couple have purpose. And so it's not just, okay, now we're married, we have a couple of kids, but I think there is purpose behind marriage, and it's important. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's not just the thing that you do. You right. know, well, we're old enough, I guess we should get married. It's more than that. It's not just the thing that you do, but it's the possibility of what God can do with you two right. that comes together because God's got plans, and the plans that he has for you, whenever you get married, it includes them as well. Right. And two is greater than one is what the Bible says. And so when right. you bring it together and you got Jesus in the middle, incredible things can happen. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. And the word says that it's not good for man to be alone. That means man or woman. It's not good for us to be alone. And I think there's so much purpose in marriage. And so we have to look beyond what are we cooking for supper tonight? I mean, because that's real life. I mean, we're living real life. We're footballing and dancing and going to work full time. And what are we going to eat? I saw a meme the other day that was like, I never knew getting married was going to end up being the discussion of what are we going to eat for supper every night for the rest of our entire lives. Right. And so those things are real. We're living real life, but there is more purpose to what we're doing than just that. So you said something about the ball and chain and um, because I've heard people use that phrase before. And by the way, if you say that, that, quit. Yes, quit. I don't know any better way to say it than quit saying that because it'll become what you say it is. And so if it's ball and chain for you, that's not good. So quit saying it. She's going to get mad at you for saying it. Amen. And there's some people who are saying that in here, and that's why I got quiet. Anyway, so here's the thing. Marriage takes on this bad rap, okay? So it is no secret that 50% of marriages are ending in divorce. And by the way, in Leon County, it's about 60. Yeah. Okay? So there's this whole stigma that comes with marriage and divorce. And I'll say this. Divorce is probably the hardest thing that I've ever seen someone go through. Yeah. I've seen people and families go through health scares and uh, just personal things, but I can tell you divorce is the absolute hardest thing that I've ever seen people walk through because it doesn't seem 
to end. Just because that relationship and you're no longer living together is, is, is in it, there are still other things that have to be worked out, and it gets ugly. And some of you, you know, you've been through it. And, and so why is this so hard? Why is divorce so hard on people? And I think it's because marriage is a covenant. And there's you, there's that person, but then there's a God in it. And can I tell you, it is hard to break a godly covenant. I want to say that again. It is hard to break up something that God is in. And, and, and all of the, the, the different things that come with divorce is challenging because we want to be so careful to represent marriage in the right way. And so a lot of times churches swing so far to an extreme and basically calls out anybody who is divorced. But yet we don't help people walk through these broken relationships. Right. And listen, we never, ever want to see somebody have to walk through a divorce. I don't think anybody gets married saying, you know what, I hope we can get divorced one day. I don't think anybody does that. No. And so, listen, if you've gone through a divorce in here, I want you to know our heart goes out to you because yeah. we know that that is one of the hardest things that somebody can go through. And we wish you never would have had to go through that. Amen. Amen. We, and so our, our hearts are with you today, but we want to help you to grow from that. And we want to help people in here who are married to stay married for the rest of their lives. Amen. Amen. And the people who are soon to be married and one day be married to have some great marriages yes. and to have some healthy and strong relationships and they can have a great life and have a lot of fun. Amen? Amen. 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 And so if you got some friends that have walked through divorce, listen, show some love yes. to them. You know what I'm saying? Don't get caught up into that's your problem, that's their problem. Divorce is hard, y'all, yes. and it is messy, and I pray that no one has to go through that. Okay. Well, and I think we have to be careful to not look at marriage as being bad. It's people that are broken, people that are hurt. And our job is to see that and love people to the next place, to lead people to the next place. If we're not careful because it's becoming so common and it is breaking up beautiful families, that if, we don't, if we're not careful, we'll look at marriage is bad. But that's not the truth. Marriage is an incredible thing. It's people need help and people need us to come alongside them and walk with them and walk with them through that and help them get to the other side. It's not marriage. It's we got to help people. Amen. And, and, you know, I want to make sure you don't think that we're just giving people a license to go and get divorced. No. OK, because that's not what this is. In, in fact, people don't need a license to get divorced. They need a license to get married. People get divorced go. if they want to or not. OK, y'all just need to know what, what we are saying, though, is that. The, the enemy of marriage isn't divorce. Right. I want, I want you to hear this today. The enemy of marriages is not divorce, but the enemy of marriages is selfishness and brokenness. This is the stuff that is hurting our marriages. And so before we take this big stance against divorce, let's make sure that we're handling our selfishness yeah. and we're taking care of our brokenness and getting healed so that we don't have to walk through something that we may criticize someone else for doing. Amen. That's amen. a good one right there, That's by the good. way. That's a good place to amen. clap and amen and shout, but you didn't do it. It was too late. And so we got to carry on now because the clock is ticking. Let's, let's go ahead and address um, the single people here in the room. We know that there are a lot of single people, people who have found themselves single again. And so we want, to know, want you to know that we know you're there. 
It's not just we're doing a, a message today about marriages and you guys just get to listen in. But we know that you're there, and so we want to address that as well. But I think that if you find yourself in that position, it's okay to be in that position. It's okay to say, I am single. But I think that what we need to do if you're single is start becoming the person that you want to find. I think, I think you know, I'll hang out with, uh, with girls and, and not only people that find themselves single again, but young people. And, man, they have an incredible list of what they're looking for. And so I always like to say, tell me what on that list that you, you, you match. So become the person that you are looking for. Like, don't expect to have somebody walk in and, and meet this big criteria, but you begin to work on you. You be the person that is ready to be found. Amen? Yeah, what's the line? I'm looking for the perfect person. Yeah, that doesn't and, exist. And I just think if you're looking for the perfect person, man, you better be the perfect person yeah. because if not, you're going to mess them up. Right. <laughs> I also think this, um, because this is some things, of course, we were putting this together. Cynthia and I talked back and forth about a lot of this. Um, I think one of the things that is important for, for all of us to know, and this is whether you're single or where, whether you're married, this one, I think you have to be flexible. Absolutely. I think you have to be flexible. And, and this is what I mean when I say flexible. That other person, they may not look like a supermodel, and they may not have the big bank role. But that doesn't mean they're not beautiful, right. and that doesn't mean they're not wealthy. Amen. Okay? Like, we, we have to make sure that our whole view of life isn't material. Because some of us in here, let's just be honest, like the bankroll side, you wouldn't get married. That wasn't going to happen. How many of y'all broke and know what I'm talking about? Okay. So, like, this, these are some things. So, like, we're thinking they got to have this, and this person needs to be this. And you, listen, like Cynthia said, be the kind of person you want to find. Make sure you're flexible with that because, honestly, some of the things that I was taught growing up in church and standards that you had to have for a spouse, I, I promise you, she wouldn't have matched it. I didn't come And close. I'm not talking down. I was just telling you that I was taught things that was like creating a list of perfection. Mm -hmm. And when I go back and look, I was like, that is ridiculous because there is nobody out there like this. That's right. There is no one out there. And so while you're compiling all this stuff that they have to be, stop because you're not going to find that person. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I think we got to be flexible. Go ahead, baby. Share the next I one. I also think we have to be real. Um, I mean, again, you know, I always say we're living real life. I think that living a lie can get exhausting. You know, those of you that find yourselves in that, in that lane, in that single lane, you know, we can put on a good show real quick when someone shows up in the room. Don't pretend like we don't know what y'all are doing. I know exactly what's happening. Okay? Yeah, we do. And so, but listen, hey. <laughs> just be real. Be who you are. Be who God has called you to be. Continue to have that goal to get better and better, but be real. I'm telling you, living a lie is exhausting. You will quit eventually, and then the other person, bless their heart, right? It's going to be like, what's going on here? I also think it's super important to know the difference between the potential in somebody and their patterns. Because when we're single, we start to cover a lot for someone that we would like to be a part of our life. Oh, they have so much potential, Cynthia. I mean, look at this and look at that. I mean, they are just a huge ball of potential. But I always like to say, you better look at their real patterns, 
right? And so you have to make sure that you are grounded, that you're loving Jesus. You surround yourself with some great people that's going to help you say he does have a lot of potential. She does have a lot of potential, but let's look at some patterns that are real. So you be real, attract somebody that's real. And, and be careful, too, that you don't try to turn somebody into what you want slash need them to yeah, be. Yeah, no. Okay. That'll Don't, end. And, and that'll get challenged. And one more thing I just want to say, and this is going to be a little heavy, but I think it's so important that we address this. Boyfriends and girlfriends do not get husband and wife privileges. Amen. This has to be said because it, it has turned into this, this wide open live however you want, and then God come bless me. And I want you to know that God's not going to bless sin. Amen. I mean, we just have to say that. And that's not Pastor Wade being mean. That's just biblical teaching. And I, like I said, there's a lot of different interpretations of how we want to read the Bible and all this different stuff. But I just I, I think we have to set some good standards for marriage and just say it that hus husbands and wives get privileges. Yes. And y'all know what I'm talking about. We got younger ears in here, and I just want to be wise about that. But boyfriends and girlfriends do not get husband and wives privi privileges. Amen. Amen. Let's carry on because I don't know if y'all wanted to hear that. All right, let's go. Do I say the next thing? You do. I do say the next thing. All right, so let's let's talk about let's jump back to marriage and talk about why marriages are breaking down because it's it's happening a lot and and I, I think if we begin to understand what's breaking them down because here's the thing we we like to label like oh this is what happened and that's what happened and we got the big stuff that happened whether it was you know somebody cheated or 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 somebody did something you know just all the big stuff but there's more to it than just those things that I think we really have to understand to see what's breaking down the marriage so what are some of those things you think that are causing them to break down I think one thing that causes a breakdown is losing focus um, I know for myself, I mean, this is something that I fall into really quickly because we're busy. We have a lot of things happening. We're working full time. We're making sure things are covered with church. We have three kids that are very active and involved and we want to be at all their things and, and just a lot of stuff is happening. And so sometimes it's easy for me to look at things and go, this is wrong. I don't have time for this, 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 I lose focus. And so everything is not wrong. I have to focus on the things that are right. I, can, I need to focus on the things that I can control, the things that I can do. And so it's real easy to come in at night frazzled, had been gone since 7 o'clock in the morning, getting in at 8.30, still trying to figure out different things to, to do and just to look at him and go, everything is wrong. Everything is not wrong. And so we just have to keep our focus keep things organized and just really focus on things that are right. Know the things that are wrong and fix them, but don't lose focus. Let, let's talk about this for a minute because I, I think this is a big one because we are running yes. very quickly. Yes. And a, even if you're not married, I know, I know there are people who are not married that are running very, very quickly. And, and we have to take care of this. We have to take care of that. And a lot of times the things that we really, really need to take care of gets pushed to the back right and we we work on it whenever we feel like everything has gone wrong it's like code red and so we've got to quickly go and work on it but I think what we have learned is that there are different seasons of your life that you got to adapt to right like right now for us it is I mean two boys playing football a daughter that's in dance church stuff e-group 
leadership meetings. Like it's, it's a lot of things that are happening. And so it keeps us really, really busy. And so we have to be able to see this season, it's full speed. Right. Now, when football season ends, it's going to slow down for us. But what we have to do is during this season, be able to adapt our relationship to make this whole thing work. Are are y'all following that? So the routine that we thought we wanted to have that's going to make everything nice and pristine and in order and the kitchen perfectly clean before we go to bed and we're going to cook dinner and sit and have a meal together and communicate about our day turns into, did you get the kids? They forgot the cleats. Ella Pearl needs to be picked up. It is just running and gunning. What are we going to eat? I don't know. We don't need to spend any money. I know, but like, who's going to cook? You want cereal? You want Cheerios? Like, that's the real talk. Can anybody know the Cheerio talk? Am I right? Cheerios. I mean, Cheerios for the win. Hey, thank God for microwave mac and cheese. Praise the Lord. Because that's almost legit. Yes. It's almost legit. <laughs> Elijah's clapping. I mean, for mac- good Lord. Pizza rolls. Yes. Praise the Lord for we, pizza rolls. At our house, we have something called fin night, which means you better fin for yourself. Because we ain't got time to be cooking nobody food. But you can't so, do that with like little bitty kids. So right. like, don't try that if you got a two-year-old. Right. It's just where we're at in life. This is the this is where we're at. It was a great day when Ella Pearl could put her own Easy Mac in the microwave. Wait, and I were like, oh yeah, baby, right here, high five. Baby. I mean, that I was saw. like woo! like whenever you get your kids out we of diapers. It. Like when you get it. your kids out of diapers, it's like, woo, let's go eat because now we yes. got money. And then now it's like. What? She put? She made her own mac and cheese? Awesome. Oh, I could sit here and do nothing <laughs> for about 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. There you go. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I think here's the thing, though, because this is what we've had to do and when it comes to, to losing focus. Because we can't lose us right. in the middle of all of this, in the middle of all that. We can't lose us. And so, like, at the end of our day, somebody's got to say, all right, we've got to shut it off. Like, this is all that's going to happen in a day. And I'll be honest, most of the time, that's me. Mm-hmm. Because she can keep going and going. She's a night person. I'm a morning person. And I'll say, okay, let's shut it down. Let's get ready for bed. And for us, it's, <laughs> it's a few minutes in the bed just sitting there doing a lot of nothing. Can I be honest? We're talking about how it's today, but it's also what's tomorrow. Because we've got to have a game plan. I wish I could sit here and tell you that we studied all the 31 kings that had to be conquered before the children of Israel went into the promised land. But we don't do that no. because we got other kings to conquer. Right. Like, on our does highway. everyone have clean underwear for tomorrow? Amen. <laughs> because we don't need nobody with dirty drawers, okay? I mean, just telling y'all the That's truth. That's real. So, a lot of times, it, 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 quiet time for us is very good. And so, for us, sometimes it's just grabbing a hand. That's it, just grabbing the hand, because sometimes you can say too much. That's heavy. Somebody need to hear that. Sometimes you could say too much, just grab the hand. And then I fall asleep, and she's like, hey, you awake? No, I'm not. <laughs> she ain't mad about me. She ain't mad at me, so it's working. Okay. So focus is a big thing. Listen, and I want to reiterate that. In the middle of all this, don't lose this. Right. Okay. Like, you're going to have a lot going on in your life. That's just how we're wired. That's just how we roll. But in the middle of all that you have going on, don't lose this. Right. Okay? I think the second thing is what's happening in marriages is we're losing friendship. Yes. Like, when we started dating, we were friends before we started dating. 
You know, it's one of those things where all your friends try to set you up, and you're like, stop. And they're like, no, I ain't leaving here until y'all can admit that you like each other. And I was like, wait a minute. This ain't your house. <laughs> you can leave. <laughs> well, you're parked behind me. Oh, okay. So I, That really I, happened, by the that, way. That's what happened. <laughs> um, I think what happens is we get caught up in goals and roles, and we forget to emphasize the marriage relationship. So let, let me break it down a little bit. Like when you have a demanding career, you can get so caught up in the career that you give a lot of your time to it, a lot of your effort to it. And if you're not careful, you can fall more in love with your career than you do your spouse, right? Uh, your kids. And these are good things, by the way. These are good things. So let's not, let's not make this out to be terrible stuff. You can have a kid and put so much time and effort into making sure everything is perfect for your kid and forget about your spouse. And listen, I can tell you this is something I understand like moms. Moms are going to have a bond with their kids like dads don't. But look, I'm going to be honest. I'm that person that's like, look, when y'all get old enough, y'all got to go. <laughs> because we want to go, you know. Like we've been chasing y'all around getting you where you want to go, but we want to go. Let me tell him something that you tell me right here. Because, okay. he you know, I'll turn the world over. For my kids, my boys, I mean, I will do what it sometimes is not healthy. I'll do whatever it takes. And Wade will say, you see those boys? They're leaving you for another woman. You see those boys? They're leaving you for another woman. He's like, baby, I'm right here. I'm not leaving. And so, <laughs> and I'll say, they're not leaving me. He's like, they're leaving you for another woman and you need to deal with that. So anyway, I don't like when he tells me that. It's true. Anyway. <laughs> and the boys know it too. I think though we have to we got to stay friends. Yes. And just like other friendships have challenges along the way, listen, your friendship with your spouse is going to have challenges along yes. the way. But you still got to be friends, okay? And that it just in the you can take a friendship message and apply it directly to your marriage. Yes. Except you get benefits. Okay? I'm, I'm being honest with you. You just get a lot more benefits. We have to make sure, though, that the relationship, the friendship, like, here's the thing. I like her. Yes. I, it's not just I have to love her. I like her. I like being with her. I like taking her to lunch. I like hanging out with her more than all y'all. That's right. I'm just being honest. I mean, and so I, I, I'm not looking for a boy's night out because I like doing stuff with her. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a boy's night out or a lady's night out. But if it's always the guys out and always the ladies out and it's never y'all out, you're losing friendship. Right. And y'all need to go out. And you need to tell the ladies, no. You need to tell the guys, no. We going out. And you say, but babysitters are hard. How did you do it when you went out with the ladies and the guys all the time? Like, you can find a babysitter. Call your mama and say, look, we got to work on our marriage. And mama's like, let me keep the kids. <laughs> they quickly want to keep your kids when they hear that. And you don't have to tell them all the details. They'll assume everything. But listen, get you a night out with a free babysitter. Yes. Okay? And listen, it's better. Look, I find this. It's better to pay a babysitter than it is to pay a lawyer. I'm serious. It is better to pay. I don't care if you got to go swipe the credit card and all the debt people are like, don't say that. Listen, if it's going to save your marriage, swipe it. Venmo that girl some money. Amen? I'm, I'm passionate about this because we do the date night. We have never stopped doing it, and we do date lunches now, which is free childcare because they're in school. That's it. Just a little hint right there. you got to get creative because we want this to work. 
I, we can't do the drama thing. I mean, we got to make this work. And so don't lose the friendship. Let's keep going because yeah. we got a few minutes. Yeah, and we need to make sure we're focusing on not losing our fuel to love. We have to reserve some love for our spouse. We have to. It's very easy to let it all out during the day, and especially if you have children. It's real easy to find yourself exhausted at the end of the day, but we have got to make a conscious decision that I have to reserve some love for him. You have to know all the fuel that you have, you're going to run out. And so just try to reserve fuel to love. I mean, it's easy to give energy, some things that you've already focused on at your job, energy towards your children, energy towards projects around the house, energy to all these different things, but our marriage and this relationship is the most important that I have got to reserve some fuel for. Yeah, and I think this is important because, like, I love doing church stuff yes. a lot. Like, I love church work. I love all that stuff that comes with it, but there's a point where I just got to say, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. And I know it's high pressure, high demand, because we've got to take care of all kinds of other things. But listen, if this don't work, all of this begins to break down. That's right. And so I just got to say, you know what? I got to go. I got to go. Well, when are you going to do it? I'll figure out when it's going to get done. But I've got to make sure that I'm not losing this and that I'm not giving all of my energy and all my effort to everything else except for her. And listen, that includes kids, too, and kids require a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Amen? And that's why you just got to say, uh-uh, let's go to bed. It's time. Go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. We're going to bed. And wives, let your husbands help you put the kids to bed. They don't want to talk about that anyway. Because, look, Cynthia will keep them up to 945, 1015. Elijah will come down 11.30. Hey, just come and kiss y'all goodnight. Like, that's right. 11.30. You're going to get popcorn is what you're going to do. <laughs> Go to bed and leave us alone. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get moving because we've got 12 minutes, 43 okay. seconds left. I think another breakdown is that we lose the courage to forgive. Yes. We quit forgiving yeah. and we start scorekeeping. Yes. We scorekeep. And if you're running a tally right now on your spouse, y'all need to talk. And y'all need to talk about talking to somebody. Because it's just a matter of time before the score is being ran up. Yeah. And people cannot handle the score being ran up on them. And that's when they begin to make decisions. If there's already begun a withdrawal and you can't even have a conversation, get help. Yes. Like, for real, please do not be that prideful person that wants to act like everything is okay. And y'all cannot sit at the table and have a conversation with each other because of things that have occurred. Yeah. Okay? Like, you're not helping anybody. And, and, and the whole, we want, to do, we want to make this work for the kids. You need to make it work for you. Amen. Amen. And so before it goes crazy, work on the forgiveness stuff. Yeah. Because you've got to be able to forgive. And let me say this. If you try to move on without forgiving, you're setting yourself up for more trouble moving forward. Okay? Like, yeah. this is important to know. And so always forgive. And it's not just always the pity, I'm sorry. But it's like, hey, listen, I know I hurt you. What are we going to do? Let's talk about how we can work through this so this doesn't happen again. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not just get me out the doghouse and she's not talking about it so everything is good. It's like, hey, I know I hurt you and I'm sorry for that. What do we need to do to, so that we don't wind up in this situation again? Because nobody in the house likes this. Right. Amen? So let's stay uh, forgiving. So let's, let's keep moving forward yeah, with this. Yeah, why don't we jump into we, this um, series that we've been in is squad goals. So let's start talking about some squad goals for marriages. Why don't you start with that? Okay, well, I think first before we get into goals is knowing the difference between a foundation and a goal. So, like, if you're waiting for us to say one of the squad goals for your marriage is trust, no. that is not one of the goals. That's like a foundation. Right. And if you're waiting for us to say love them, that's a foundation. Okay? That is not a goal. If you're trying to make it your goal to trust your spouse, woo, we got foundation work to do. And you really should talk with somebody. Like, for real. And not just your BFF through a message on Facebook. Right. I'm being for real. Okay? Like, you should talk with somebody and say, hey, we need some help. And it is okay for you and your marriage to need some help and get it. Yeah. Okay? It is okay. Like, I need y'all to hear this. It is okay for you to go to somebody that can help marriages and say, we need help. Because there's a lot of people that says this, I wish we would have got help. Right. Okay, and so let's be smart and say we got some things that we can't figure out together and we keep fighting because we can't figure it out together. Let's get somebody to come in and help us to figure this out because we can't do it by ourselves. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Just like when you have a child that's sick, you can't figure out what to do. So you go see a doctor. And what do they do? They help you to figure it out. Right. So I would say make sure that, that you understand that there is some foundational stuff that needs to be worked on. We want to talk about goals yes. for your marriage, okay? And if you do have foundational stuff, call somebody. But I think a goal that we have to have for our marriage is grow your love and show your love. Yeah. Grow your love and show your love. I love Cynthia now more than I have ever loved her. And I know all kinds of stuff now about her that I didn't know whenever we started dating. I'm serious. Like, I love her so much more. Look, she's put up with me for, we're going on 25 years. It's a lot. She's put up with a lot, right? She's being careful. She's like, you're digging a hole here. <laughs> but we got to continue to grow the love. And I wanted to say this, that the wedding is not the pinnacle of your love. Right. But it's the beginning of the yeah. journey. Amen. And if you had more fun than when you were dating than when you're married, you need to work on your marriage. Right. For real. Like people quit doing the stuff they did when they were dating when they got married. Why? Anyway, that was heavy. I think we also, I think the next point should be we need to be determined to go the distance. Like we have to purpose it in our heart. Like I have purposed in our heart in my heart that we're going the distance. I don't care what it takes. There, there is no other option. And so I have to make that determination now that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I know he's willing to do whatever it takes, but we have to um, purpose that I'm going the distance. I'm going to do whatever it takes. That's one of the main core values here, even mm -hmm. at Emerge Church. Better that is, together. That we're better together. And so um, it's just something that has overflowed out of our life into Emerge. We are better together. We accomplish more together. And we're going to do whatever it takes. If it's simple things as in um, 
to, to do that is watch TV together. Um, go take a walk together. It could be sending him a text message during the day. Just always doing things together, always being together, always having that mindset of we're going to do whatever it takes. And I want to say this because everybody wonders, do y'all fight? And we do. Yeah. Oh yes. Listen, you talk about two strong personalities right here. I mean, we can get we can get it going. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but here's the thing: we're not fighting for me. We're fighting for we. We. And I need her to be passionate about us and stand up and represent it, just like she needs me to be passionate about it and represent it. And so we do get a little bit heated at times. And sometimes mm-hmm. the kids will notice and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, is everything all right? Yeah, we all right." So, and I want, I want to say this, we're determined to go the distance together, and we yes. said we, we're not going to divorce, but that doesn't mean there haven't been times where we thought about, I ain't going to divorce you, but I might hurt you. That's right. Like, I have to keep, I have to sleep with one eye open because, <laughs> yeah, she stays up late. I don't. I like that he thinks that Listen, way. make, make, I, I don't want to hit this because. Like, make decisions together. Yes. Make decisions together. Like, we make our decisions of what we're going to do together. Like, when it comes to finances, we always said, man, when it comes to spending money, you don't just go spend it. But let's talk about it before we do it. Right. And this isn't even about allowances. Because, look, we can do whatever we want with our money. But we got to pay our bills. Right. I mean, that's the truth. And people say, well, I can't afford it. We can afford a lot of stuff. We just choose to pay for the stuff we need. But we make decisions together. Like, this isn't you do whatever you want and I do whatever we, what I want and we hope it comes together. Make decisions um, together. I think the third thing uh, I want to say about a, a squad goal for your marriage is do something for God. And I know we say this a lot here at Emerge, but I, I do think that it has to be bigger than just you. Like, it has to be bigger than just your little house, your little bubble. It has to be, like, we've got to get our eyes off of just me, myself, and my little tribe, my little crew. And we've got to begin to look at some purpose because I think there's a healthy tension. Let me say this. There's a healthy tension when you're dedicated to a purpose from God and taking care of your family. Because it's not, Cynthia and I aren't just doing this church by ourselves. Our boys, Ella Pearl, they're in this with us. Like, this is for our family to do. And so when it comes to church, church isn't an option. It's what we do because it's who we are. Like, for real, this is who we are. And whether we were pastors or not, I'm telling you, today we would be at church. We would be at a church today if we were not pastors. And we would be involved in that church. We would be serving in that church. Our kids would be serving in the church as well because we're committed. Look, we're going to do something for God because God has given us, us, purpose and we're going to do something amen Amen. we're going to do something and i think it brings a lot more fulfillment to the family when you do something for god amen i think also it's important to remember that it's okay to have fun it's okay to have fun you know fun looks different for every couple um you know and i think it's a lot of give and take it's not like well i want you to do what i want to do i want you to do all the things i want to do but i have to do the things he wants to do as well we do a lot together we were talking about this we over the almost 25 years we like to we like a lot of the same things like we both were up last night screaming at the tv together right watching the game i mean we do a lot of the same things but there are some things that we like to do that are different and it's always about just make time to have fun and it's give and take um you know i love the beach 
not so much Wade. You know, he'll sit under the tent. I'm down at the edge in my chair with my feet in the water. Wade loved drum corps. He was a part of a drum corps. He played LSU Tiger drum line when he was in college. I mean, he loves all this stuff. I'm clueless, but I'll sit with him and watch those things. I don't know what's going on, but I'll sit there and hold his hand and watch it. So it's a lot of give and take. It's a lot of figuring out what you like to do and have fun together. But, but stretch, do things with each other. And I think it also de- is determined on what part of life that you're in, what that looks like. You could be um, um, newly married and have no kids. You're having fun looks way different than other people's. You could have small kids. You have to change it. it. It doesn't become, well, now we don't get to have fun anymore. It's just you have to change those things. And then you'll find yourself with, you know, an empty nester. You get to have all kinds of extra fun and go do different things in retirement and things like that. But I think that you have to focus on having fun. It's okay to crack up and laugh all night at silly stuff. I mean, that's something that's common in our house. We laugh a lot. And I love that because I spent too many days not laughing in my life. Amen. And so it's okay to have fun. Make it a goal to have fun as a couple. And if you need help with having fun or laughing, because we recommend laughter for every family, (laughs) whether you're married or not, you need to laugh. Yes. Find a funny TV show. Yeah. Like, we watched this one show all together as a family. There's two of them we watch. Y'all want to know what they are? The Neighborhood and Goldbergs. And some of y'all are like, oh, those aren't good movies. My family laughs at those movies, though. Like those shows. We just You're sit like there and minutes. laugh. That's it, 30 minutes. We'll sit there, and, and, and what it does is it kickstarts other stuff. And so it's not so much about the show as much as it is it gets some things going for us. And sometimes we're watching stuff that's just way too serious all the time, yes. caught up in all this drama. Watch something funny, and y'all laugh with each other. Yeah. Okay? Anyway, we got to wrap up. And so this is what we want to do today. We would like all the married couples to stand to their feet this morning. We're not trying to single you out. And if you're not married, we're not trying to single you out. But we do want to pray over yes. all of our marriages to, this morning and just pray that you will, you know, just... Be the people that God made you to be. Like we say this a lot, but there's so much depth to that. And Cynthia and I, we're going to celebrate 25 years coming up in September of 2020. Yes. Woo. I know, right? Big trip. Um, And listen, we've had to grow through some things. We've had to walk through some things, but we've had a lot of fun. And we're not finished having fun yet. That's right. And listen, I think... You can have fun. I think you guys can have an awesome marriage. I do. We really do. And if you're out there and you're single and you're going to be married someday, you're going to have an awesome marriage too. Amen. Okay? You've been married before and you hope to remarry someday, you're going to have an awesome marriage. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Come on. Somebody got to agree with me on this. So, Lord, today, come on, lift your hands. You're holding that hand. Lift the other one. Father, today, I pray over every marriage in this room. And, Father, just the, the things that we share today, they were brief, but they were specific. And Father, we know that you created marriage and you created it to be so good. And the enemy has tried to tear apart families, tried to tear apart love, tried to break down the covenant. But Father, we know that you made us for relationships and you made us to be in love with somebody and to go to distance. And so Lord, today we pray over the marriages here at Emerge, not just the ones who are standing here today as married couples, but the ones who are going to be married. We pray for them also. And Father, we're praying for healthy, strong relationships. 
happy marriages, Father, not just based off of events, not just based off of possessions, but because there's two people who love each other and devoted themselves to each other and are devoted to you. And so, Lord, today we just pray that you will strengthen every marriage that is in this room today. I pray that their love will grow for each other. And not only will they grow that love, but they will show it to each other. Father, I pray, God, that they will continue, Father, to invest in their marriages, Father, and to grow and fuel that fire that you put in them. I pray, God, that you will bring healing to marriages. I pray that we will be quick to forgive. I pray, Lord, that we will take down the scoreboards and, Father, replace it with grace and mercy and learn some things and get the help that we need so that our marriages can thrive, so that we can be the people you created us to be. Father, I pray that you will use our spouses to help us be better people, better because that's who you want us to be. I pray, God, you will use us to lead our homes well. And I just speak blessings. I speak protection. I speak favor over marriages in this place today. In the name of Jesus, amen and